Trump on today's federal newscast. Victims of cyber attacks had to wait up to nine months to be notified by the FBI. One year out and the Census Bureau says it's on track for the 2020 population count. And a leadership position at the Office of Management and Budget could remain open for quite some time. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. It took up to nine months for the FBI to notify victims of cyber attacks, according to the Justice Department's Office of Inspector General. The IG report says that FBI's notification system, Cyber Guardian, lacked complete and reliable data, making it harder for the agency to determine whether all cybercrime victims had been informed. The FBI plans to replace Cyber Guardian later this year with a program called Synergy. The IG report says the new system may address some, but not all, of the data quality issues it found with Cyber Guardian. Chair of the House Homeland Security Committee Benny Thompson wants to know if FEMA is planning to notify the 2.3 million victims of 2017 hurricanes and wildfires that their personal information may have been compromised as well. A DHS IG report says FEMA released the personal information of disaster victims to an unnamed contractor. Thompson wants an update on FEMA's assessment of the contractor's technology systems and what remedial actions the agency will take. A federal IT executive at FEMA calls it a career after three decades of service. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. Adrian Gardner, the former CIO at FEMA and NASA Goddard Space Center, retired after 30 years of federal service on March 31st. Gardner announced in an email to friends and colleagues that he has taken a new job, but didn't say where or with whom. Most recently, Gartner, who also served as president of the organization Affirm, was FEMA's executive director of recovery communications and technology in the Office of Response and Recovery. In that role over the last 11 months, he helped the Caribbean countries impacted by the 2017 hurricanes rebuild their communications infrastructure. I'm Jason Miller. Discouraged workers at the Homeland Security Department may soon see some relief. The DHS Morale Act clears the House with a bipartisan voice vote. It would require DHS's chief human capital officer to adopt strategies to increase engagement and morale through workforce development, among other strategies. The bill would also create an employee engagement steering committee and explore the effects the most recent government shutdown had on morale. Less than a year out from the start of the 2020 population count, Census Bureau officials say the agency is on track with its preparations. Al Fontenot, Associate Director for Decennial Operations, says the agency officially wrapped up work on its 2018 field test last week. Households, he said, will start receiving invitations to respond to the 2020 census the week of March 12, 2020. Changes are coming to the way the Veterans Affairs Department handles Freedom of Information Act requests. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie approves a few changes to VA's FOIA policies. FOIA officers who need more than the typical 20-day processing time can extend it by 10 additional days under unusual circumstances as long as they inform requesters. VA must also tell FOIA requesters if they can completely respond to queries or if they'll receive a partial answer. Changes are public under a final rule in the Federal Register. Recommendations from the Veterans Family, Caregiver, and Survivor Federal Advisory Committee get the thumbs up from VA Secretary Wilkie. The recommendations include an effort to identify all federal programs available to them and increase coordination in resource distribution to those who require them most. They also call for expanding caregiver stipends with more standardization. 
The Pentagon starts to crack down on cost-type contracts more than two years after Congress ordered it to. In a proposed rule, the Defense Department tells its contracting officers to consider using fixed-price contracts as their first choice. They would need permission from senior procurement officials to issue cost reimbursement contracts worth more than $50 million. Congress told DOD to make the changes as part of the 2017 Defense Authorization Bill, and they were supposed to have been in place by the summer of 2018. The Office of Management and Budget has been without a permanent controller for two years, and the position could remain open for the foreseeable future. A senior administration official tells Federal News Network the White House is looking for another job for Fred Nutt, whom the president nominated in 2017 to be OMB controller. A Senate aide tells Federal News Network that some members of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee were concerned about Nutt's qualifications to be OMB controller, which is why he did not get voted out of the committee. The Data Coalition and Data Foundation named Nick Hart as the organization's new CEO and interim president. Hart served as the director for the Bipartisan Policy Center's Evidence Project, where he helped shape the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act President Trump signed in January. Hart also worked as a senior analyst and special assistant at the Office of Management and Budget under the Obama administration. When you've got a lot of territory to oversee, unmanned aircraft can come in handy. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Interior Department reports doubling its use of drone flights last year to more than 10,000. Flights took place over 42 states and territories. A report released Monday details use of unmanned aircraft in remote or dangerous areas to look at wildfires, volcanoes, floods, and animal movements. Interior uses more than 500 drones operated by 359 people. Interior's Drones for Good program has several goals for 2019, including cloud processing of data and artificial intelligence. I'm Tom Temin. You can add the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to the list of agencies facing budget cuts that certain members of Congress are not happy about. A large amount of congressmen send a letter to House appropriation leaders asking for an additional $20 million for the EEOC. The lawmakers say the agency needs the money to address the outpouring of workplace harassment charges from the Me Too movement. They say the extra funds could also help it meet court-mandated obligations to collect pay data. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 